right, welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition of the Fan in the Van podcast. Uh, for those of you who have gotten into Steel and Teal Talk, the newest episode has been released this morning about a little over a half hour ago, so make sure you go check that out. Uh, me and Garrett definitely go down the rabbit hole to kick it off. Um, but hey, if we didn't do that, it wouldn't be as entertaining as it is, so definitely go check that out. Uh, check out Garrett's solo project, Is This a Bad Take, and his uh, other show he does with Jalen, Two Dudes with Sports News. Um, so I got those shout-outs out early, obviously. But we got to jump into it. We are now at the All-Star break. And yesterday, the Yankees decided to actually do something. Now, does this make an impact or no is the question. Firing Dylan Lawson, the hitting coach... After you used Marcus Teams as the scapegoat prior, they're now using the scapegoat again of the hitting coach for an awful, awful roster construction. Cashman's never done this where midseason or at any point of the season has he ever let go a coach, a manager, whatever it is, okay? Does this show you a sign of things to come? Maybe, but this isn't the only thing the Yankees need to do. I mean, are Hal and Brian Cashman this blind to see that this is on them? They're the reason why this team is not constructed correctly. I mean, I, I've gone over it. Numerous of times of how many guys you could have gotten. You know, you could have got Bryce Harper. You could have got Cody Bellinger, who now, if you want them, the Cubs will pay the rest of that salary the rest of the year. So if that's something that could be in the works, especially the fact that we are now in fourth place out of a playoff spot, you know, and you want to somehow manage to replace some of Judge's stats, Cody Bellinger might be the way to go. And one where you may have to give up some farm hands, but, you know, listen, Clay Bellinger came here and won some chips, so why not his son, right? Um, you know, everybody's like, yeah, oh, yeah, Cashman finally did something. Cashman finally did something. But this is just to to ease the Yankee fan a bit, where... It's like, okay, they're going to start doing something. And listen, it's all well and good. You know, I would have fired the hidden coach right after finding out that Anthony Volpe fixed his swing while having chicken parm. That's what I would have been like, wait a minute. We hired this guy, Dylan Lawson, and he couldn't see that Volpe needed to tweak his swing. But having a chicken parm dinner, did that? Hmm. That's hilarious. But, you know, this is a new wave of Yankee business. This is not the way it was with George. And it's been said, you know, repetitively over and over again for weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years. Okay? And I think it's time, and I've said it before, and I don't think it's resonating, so I'm going to say it again. The evil empire is dead. It is dead. It's as simple as that. Going out and getting the big names 
every year is something that's not going to happen as much anymore. The Yankees are trying to do what Steve Cohen wants to do with the Mets, and that is build organically through the farm. And that's that's the right way to do it. I mean, yes, you do need your superstar here or there to help balance it all out. Not going to deny that. But the way it used to be where Randy Johnson's available at the deadline, this guy's available, this guy's available, this guy's available. We can have this guy. We can have this guy. Give up this guy. Give up. That's done. Because the Yankees who, who are in charge now, Hal and company, they're more financially fiscal, for one. And Hal, I don't think, has a hand in the day-to-day operations, the scouting or any of that. I think he leaves that up to everybody below him, including Brian Airhead Cashman. Um, <laughs> but was firing Lawson like this big thing where Yankees fans like, finally he gets up off his ass and does something? No. It, this is not the biggest thing. This is, again, for you to... For you, the Yankee fan that can't see through the smoke and mirror show, which is this firing, it's plain and simple. They will use as many scapegoats as they can till they don't have any more. Then eventually that that arc in a movie, you know, the arc where, you know, depending on the type of movie where the character has this, you know, uh... This breakthrough, let's say, and he finally sees like the error in his ways or he knows he has to do this. Although for the first half of this movie, he's been, you know, complicated, you know, he's been complicating the thought in his head of does he want to do it? Does he need to do it? If he does all that. Right. So this is Cashman doing all that where it's like, okay, I've reached this point. I've heard the fan base, we suck, but then it just takes this deep dive because it's like, okay, well, we'll fire Dylan Lawson when clearly there's more issues than just a hitting coach. Okay, it's LeMayhew not playing the way he used to play. Is LeMayhew still hurt or is he just old and washed up? Okay, is Stanton the guy that you can rely on to carry the offense in Judge's absence? As far as being the guy who creates the offensive spark that can get the runs in when, when you know when you have runners in scoring position, I'm not saying that Stanton's going to carry the whole team and produce all the runs, even though this guy hits fucking moonshots. Okay, that's all well and good, but again, I don't care where his home runs land. You know what I care about? W's in the win column. And right now, you're looking up at the Blue Jays who brought that fat fuck Alex Manoa back and all of a sudden, he's like the Manoa of the past, at least for one game anyway, okay? You're looking up at the Orioles. You're looking up at the Rays and you're chilling in the cellar with the friggin' Red Sox. That's somewhere with an over $300 plus million payroll you don't want to be. And then you look at the Mets who, yeah, they pulled off a couple of wins, but does this ultimately mean that the way the Mets were at the beginning of the year, does this mean that they're back? No, that's not what this means. That's not what that means. But getting back to the Yankee hitting coach situation again, 
They've come out, Hal and, Hal and company have come out and said, and Cashman's come out and said it, their next hitting coach is going to be somebody outside the organization. And they want to get one in before they play Colorado. I don't know who you're going to get. And even that's not going to save you. If you're, a, if you're a legitimate, knowledgeable Yankee fan and you think that replacing a hitting coach is solving all this team's ills, you and you agree with that, then your Yankee fandom card needs to be revoked because this is not the only issue. Again, it's the construction of this roster from Hal to Cashman to the, the scouting department, okay? It's, it's all that. And it comes down to Boone, and it comes down to the players, and it comes down to the pitching, and... Uh, you know, and and not being able to hit and not being able to do this. And the other interesting thing I've seen is why doesn't Glaber Torres get the bashing that Sanchez got? Well, I'm here to tell you, Glaber Torres wasn't that great at shortstop, and he makes a lot of more. He like he makes a lot of errors at second base too. Okay, so let's not act like he's perfect at second base. You know. Base running, he doesn't even give you a hundred percent. He just uh, grounded out, and you don't know what could happen. You know, on a simple ground out, you know, shortstop and a second baseman, or third baseman could overthrow it, underthrow it, throw it into the crowd. But instead, you want to just sit there and jog like you have no heart. Okay, it's not going to kill you if you ran a little faster and maybe beat out a routine ground ball or routine double play. And maybe create something that way. It wouldn't kill you if you actually concentrated on the base pass instead of running around like a fucking jackass. Okay? There's, see, this is what I'm talking about. There's Yankee fans that think that that's all there is. It's just the hitting issues. And there's not. Right there, I just gave you another another example of what's wrong with this team. Glaber Torres can't field his position properly. Glaber Torres can't run the bases properly. I'm not saying we need to trade him, but what I'm saying is, is somebody needs to get into his head and tell him, listen, you got to improve on this. You got to start doing this. And nobody's doing that. As far as from the outside looking in, we don't see that. Maybe Boone has told Glaber, you need to step up. Maybe Boone has gone to Cashman and has said, hey, you know what? I've said all I could to this kid. He just doesn't get it. What could we get for him? You know, you look at LeMahieu. He's simply not the same LeMahieu we got. He's not, and you could see it. This Yankee team, for it being young, looks really old. It truly does. Severino is out there getting shellacked every fifth start. And it's to the point where you can't even put him in the bullpen because who are you replacing his spot with? I mean, yeah, we got Carlos Rodon finally up here, but we don't know how long that's even going to last or even if that's going to pan out. You know... Yeah, we have Garrett Cole going into the All-Star break. And he's like 9-2 with a 2.85 ERA. Which, at this point, I couldn't expect anything less. 
I actually accept that. For, even though he came out guns blazing to start off and was in the Cy Young talk, now, he can easily get himself back there with this break. And the other issue is people talking about the All-Star game. Because you have people that, I guess, I guess they're replacing people who aren't going to play in it. So they're replacing people. People wondering, is Judge going to travel? I don't think Judge is going to travel to the All-Star game. What's the point when you're not even playing in it? Because if you played in it while you're hurt, you'd look like a moron. So that's not happening. And it's just, it's a sad state of affair in the Bronx for a team that has such a litany of history and such a lineage of it from Murderer's Row to, you know, Bucky friggin' Dent, Chris Chambliss, Mr. October, Reggie Jackson. You look at Yankee history to every generation of Yankee fans. And right now, for the younger Yankee generation fan, this ain't what I got to see. I got to see championships, historic moments, Big names coming to the Bronx. Some of them maybe passed their prime, but helped out just enough to get us to the World Series and win one. You know, and if you're a Met fan, you, you've kind of got to see a little bit of that too. I'm not going to, you know, totally, you know, shit on the Mets here. Um, but I don't know what Hal and Cashman are going to do here. At the deadline, are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? Are they going to be kind of in between where it's okay, we can move this piece, bring this piece in, you know, we'll, we'll get rid of this contract, but we'll take on this contract, you know, if it's a subtle improvement over anything at this point. I mean, you have issues in left field. I mean, IKF has been decent. I, I mean, me and Brent have been on record of saying we don't want him, get rid of him, you know, especially when we did the, you know, the last call episode where we kind of called for everybody's heads in a way. And, and I'm not saying trade IKF, but what I'm saying is if you can move Donaldson, I would have no issue with IKF playing third base. I mean, he's improved a little bit and apparently everybody loves when he pitches. You know, there's that whole, you know, he is him Jesus meme out there. And, you know, um, but to sit here and think that just firing the hitting coach is fixing your left field problems, your Aaron Judge injury situation, Glaber being an airhead at second and on the base pads, the fact that Severino has pretty much been trash since he's come back, um, The firing the hitting coach is probably the most minimal problem that they have right now. And to sit there and make that decision and think that this is acceptable by the Yankee fan base is not. Not by this one. And I'm sure Brent would agree. You know, when Brent gets a chance to listen to this, I'm sure he will agree with what I'm saying. That there is more to the problem than just Dylan Lawson. The problem is Brian Cashman. The problem is the decisions they've made. The problem is that Hal has given Cashman this long leash that I don't even think Hal knows what's going on half the time. 
And Hal sitting there giving press conferences weeks ago and months ago talking about, you know, I hear the fan base. Do you hear us? Do you? Do you hear us? No, you don't. Because if you did, if you heard what we were saying, you would have gotten rid of Donaldson by any way, shape, or form. Even if that meant eating the rest of his contract and doing what you did with A-Rod and just buy him out. Buy him out. Trade him. I don't care what you do. Listen, I loved when they got DJ LeMayu, but if we don't start seeing the DJ LeMayu of old, or if DJ just comes out and says, listen, I have this toe injury that's affecting every aspect of my game. I need to get this fixed. I will accept that. Okay? But at this point, for Yankee fans clamoring for Aaron Judge to rush back, why? Why? I get I get we're halfway through. But if you watch the first half of Yankee baseball, you show me where in any game, any friggin' game where this is a championship team. Show me where, because it's not. And it hasn't been for as long as Hal and Cashman have been saying it. And you could sit there and you could say, well, you know, we got there in 18 and, you know, well, we got, you know, we were almost there in 18, you know, until Houston, you know, and the cheaties. I don't, I, listen, I, I, listen, I'm over the whole Houston cheating thing. And if you're still using that as the excuse, then go stand on the other side of the room with the rest of the Dunskies, okay? Because I'm not buying that anymore, Okay. It's time to get over that. When it's time to finally realize as a Yankee fan, a knowledgeable, respectful Yankee fan, is that this team is not good with or without Aaron Judge. With this construction of a bullshit roster, this is not a good product on the field. There are some good portions, don't get me wrong, but the bad outweigh those good spots. People that were clamoring for Anthony Volpe to get sent down are now sitting here praising him because at the shortstop position, he has more home runs than Wanda Franco and this guy and this guy and this guy. But yet you were all on record on Twitter, send him down, trade him. And the fact that there's people out there writing like, like Tiki Barber, and this is why Tiki needs to stick to football talk. He's talking about, and I'll say this again, I said it to Mets fans, and I'm saying it to Yankee fans. Show Otani is not coming here. He is not going to play in the, in the Bronx. He is not going to play in Queens. Okay? It will not happen. I don't care what the Mets offer. Tiki's talking about the Yankees need to give up everybody, including Anthony Volpe. I understand Shoatani is one hell of a talented player. Just not at the plate, but pitching, okay? What he's doing right now is freakish. I will give him his credit. But it will not be seen on the East Coast. And if it does happen, let's just say there's that 99.999, well, I'm 99.999999% sure, but if there's that 0.0000001% that he comes here, let's say it is the Bronx, there better be a contract extension tied, tied up to this trade.
because you are not going to give up the world for what could become the most expensive rental you've ever gotten. It simply cannot happen that way. I don't think he stays in Anaheim, but I don't think he gets traded. I do think he stays on the West Coast. I do think he goes to the Dodgers. And I do think you see him become the first billion-dollar baseball player. It's going to happen. Hate to burst the Yankee fan and the Mets fan bubbles of sitting there at night, you know, dreaming of Otani and and pinstripes in the Bronx or an orange and blue in Queens. But it's not going to happen. Sorry. Hate to say it. The dream buster has arrived. Hate to tell you. It's not going to happen. But I could be wrong. And if he does show up in the Bronx and we sign him to a long-term deal, then that's great. But the question will remain then. Will he still be the same Shoatani in New York? And that's the, this is why I don't think he comes here. Because listen to what I just said. Will Shoatani still be the same Shoatani he is in Anaheim? Anaheim and New York are two different sports animals. Okay? Here in New York, it's like dealing with a tiger that just won't stop. And in Anaheim, it's like dealing with a little kitten. Because they don't, because not everything in Anaheim is a is under the microscope. Everything in New York is. And we've seen it. Whether it's football, baseball, you know, hockey, soccer, whatever it is, it's under the microscope. It's discussed at its furthest lengths to the to the stupidest of topics of, you know, oh, did you see Robert Sala go to this pizzeria and he uses a fork and a knife? Like I give a fuck. Okay? But this is how stupid New York sports media can get. And the fact that that you have a... Listen, Tiki Barber was one hell of a football player. I'll give him that. When it comes to football, he's knowledgeable. But you're talking Yankees baseball, Tiki, and that's something you don't really know about. So leave that to the professionals. Leave that to the knowledgeable ones. Leave that to people like me. Okay? We're not trading Volpe and... 30 other pieces to get one guy. If Shoatani was playing in George Steinbrenner's era, I would absolutely agree that would happen. But it's not happening in the House Steinbrenner era. It's not going to happen. And it's not that it can't happen. It's that it won't happen because you will then put yourself in the same predicament George did where you have all these superstars, and when they get hurt, who are you calling up? Who? Who do you call up then? And that's something where I commend Cashman, I'll give him his credit for that, where he's replaced the farm. And he's done pretty decent at that. If for all the for all the bad moves Cashman's made, this was one of his best. Is is replenishing the farm and you know, bringing and getting better draft picks to get guys like Volpe, to get guys like Jason Dominguez, to get an Austin Wells, 
you know, to, to get all these guys, to get the future. But if, if you're a realistic Yankee fan, do you want to see the future now? Because the future now might be better than the present. And that's something that you have to think about, and that's something I'll leave you with. So, we're at the midpoint, and if you asked me, I give this Yankee season right now a big F. As in, Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner pretty much told us to go fuck ourselves. But with that being said, uh, as always, I like to thank everybody who follows and retweets. And no, not like the last episode. I don't have Cintas and P- PSEG showing up. Um, so obviously, check out my guys Brent and Dave at 1420 Sports. Uh, Brent's got like 755 shows going on. One of the hardest working guys I've seen in, you know, in, in this whole podcasting world. Um, just truly amazing what he does. Um, definitely check out Aaron at Brutally Honest Sports Podcast, who's getting back into pumping out content for us. So, um, which is a huge thing. Uh, definitely go check out uh, Nate's Daily Wagers and You Bet Sports if you're. Um, you know, if you're into sports gambling and if you're into pro wrestling, definitely check out John Wrestling Fans Insights as well as Wrestling World with Austin Boyer. Uh, check out Sports Bliss with Robin Chris, Sports After Dark, which is more of a Twitter space, which I have uh, listened to a few times. Uh, it's it's a good show if you don't mind listening to 30 people speak at once. That's just my only issue with it. Uh, but other than that, great content by them. Uh, check out We Like Sports. Uh, Well, obviously I already shouted him out in the the beginning But I'll do it again Definitely check out uh, Garrett's solo project Is This a Bad Take As well as his show with Jalen Two Dudes with Sports News Uh, Check out Average Joe's Sports Podcast Which we still have to do one together Uh, Maybe I'll reach out to him this week See what kind of topic he wants to do And maybe we'll take it from there uh, but to all the other sports podcasts out there that follow, retweet all my stuff, all of Steel and Teal stuff, as well as everybody else's, um, a huge thank you to you. Obviously, all the other podcasts who listen, follow, and retweet, uh, you are not exempt from it. You are appreciated as well. Again, there is always more than enough room at the table to everybody to eat. So with that being said, fuck you to the haters who think that you can't support one another. That's why you're at the little kitty table eating scraps while we're eating like kings. So with that being said, everybody stay safe. Peace.